and welcome to the fourth and last podcast that we do Einstein's Improvisations on Growth series exploring conflict. We all face conflict every day in different forms and sometimes we don't stop to analyze what or how it happened to ask ourselves why or who is truly involved in a conflict. Madhu's podcast explore all of these questions so I invite you to listen and grow. Would you say that um conflict that involves two or more people actually is always always paralleled by an inner conflict of yes either one of the persons or maybe all of them involved in that conflict i feel like from what we've talk, been talking so far the conflict that we are actually referring to it's like a recurring it, it circles back over and over is just conflicts that are born within ourselves and then these are reflected in situations and in the people around us. Um, I, I totally agree. I think this is exactly what's happening. So for, for me, con- the, the feeling that I'm in a conflict or when, when I start a conflict, it always starts within myself. It's always connected to patterns of belief that I have learned in a very young age. So, for example, without you, I'm nothing. So when I feel dependent on you, then then I show a certain behavior. And if you if I don't feel that you take care of me or that I get what I think I need from you, then I start creating a conflict. Or when I feel deeply lonely within myself and I feel that the others are only a threat which is most of the time and I'm not talking about life-threatening interactions but but most of the time um, this is something that has more to do with me than than with others and especially in a job context or in a business context so when I when I don't value myself as a as a human being, but uh, feel that I am maybe not worth a lot. Or the, the third thing that it could be is that when I feel really, really vulnerable and really hurt, but I have this belief that I need to be strong and that I am not allowed to show feelings, <clears throat> which is very often uh, a male pattern. And is learned in 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 the early age, um, or when I have learned that no one cares. Anyways, whatever I do, no one cares. It's like I'm not here, and no one seems to see me. So this, all of that, could be a source of where I feel a lack of something, and then I I feel the need to fill this gap and this hole and I try to do this in the outside but the outside doesn't comply not in a way um, as I expected or I want it or I feel I need it so I need appreciation and I, I don't feel I get any and often because I cannot appreciate myself there might be even a lot of appreciation around but I am not able to to recognize it as such or take it in as such because 
I'm, I have learned not to appreciate myself. I've seen this. Yes, I understand perfectly what, um, what you're talking about. And um, I think what, what happens is we refer to conflict as anything that comes into opposition to something else. For, for those who are going through these at a different levels, and it happens to all of us in some way or another, what do you suggest? Are you recommending a lot of, um, a lot of introspection? Uh, maybe where would you find this, um, the tools to make this opposition disappear and alleviate this pressure because I feel like conflict creates a lot of, uh, of pressure and that's why it's not doing as well. Um, how do we eliminate this pressure in our lives? What, what I do myself is, and, and what I of course rec- recommend um, to, to clients and to others is um, really to get help because as soon as I'm in this conflicting state and as soon as I feel irritated or as soon as as I feel like um, I started hating my neighbor because they're always putting trash in front of my door and I I don't feel respected and I try to talk to them and then they were just yelling at me and and, and as soon as I'm in this cycle um, where I I cannot get out of, by myself anymore. It's really helpful to have someone help me to get a third perspective or even a fourth perspective. And there are um, tools that that you can that you can use. Um, one, for example, is is called the tetralemma. So it's like, okay, what is the one position? Ah, this guy needs to take his trash away. Um, what is what is the other position? Um, ah, no, he doesn't respect me, and, and I hate him for that, and whatever. So, and then there is the uh, third uh, position. Well, I I don't really feel appreciated in my relationship, for example. And then there is a fourth position. Um, yeah, and, and, and the guy, I don't know, somehow I didn't like him. And, and maybe, you know, I start parking at his parking lot. So maybe, maybe I was in a bad mood and maybe it was me who started the whole thing. And then there was a fourth position. Um, and so, 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 so you can take someone through the different aspects of such a conflict and that broadens our point of view again and this is what what really is needed because as soon as when 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 we're got stuck in a conflict we have like this tunnel vision and and we don't see anything anymore we just see the enemy that needs to be destroyed and opening up our vision often we can only do with the help of others what about in this situation? Is um is there like a a fifth, let's call it maybe like a standard approach in the sense of, you know what, I have a problem with my neighbor's trash, and maybe I acknowledge I have a problem in the sense of maybe 
for majority of the people that wouldn't be a problem, but you know what? Hey, I'm human and that bothers me. So how about I just go and tell him nicely, hey, neighbor, I've enjoyed your uh, company for the last five years and you're such a good neighbor, but you know what? This just kind of bothers me if you don't mind putting your trash there and that's all there is to it. And if the person understands um, problem solved, I guess, if they don't and they get defensive, then I guess we we can look at another scenario there as to, you know what, it's not that big of a deal. Thank you for listening. Don't worry about it. I'm actually looking for um, hands-on strategies and maybe keywords and maybe key approaches to use in such instances because I don't know, is it good to kind of like let it go all the time too? I think that's another discussion as well. I'm not sure I can give you a standard procedure, to be honest. If I would frame it as a standard procedure, then the first thing for me would always be um, ask myself, like okay. go, um, go really deep um, with myself and be thorough with myself to make sure, okay, what is it that it's bothered, that, that really bothers me? So a lot of the times it's not the trash like a, a value that I hold high, like I don't feel respect for it, for example. This is something um, I can I can deal with myself. I don't need my neighbor uh, to respect me. How can I respect myself? <clears throat> and I can, how can I make sure that um, this original issue is is uh, like this, this hole is feeded within my heart, the respect hole. Um, and then, well, if the, if the trash sits in front of my door and, and, and there are ants, then, you know, that, that's irritating. So how about I take the trash away? I always have the option. It's, it's always difficult. So, and, but and, wouldn't that and be really, letting it go? Wouldn't that be a passive alleviating? Because the person is going to keep on bringing the trash. So well, well, we don't know that. And, well, and the, the, I thought I thought your example was based on the the neighbor doing this recurrently. No. Um, he he does it recurrently as long as I push against it, and there is no. At least I don't have a general answer, and it for me it really depends on on each singular situation. That the, the one pattern that we have is something is not as I like it, and it's the fault of the other. And as long as we cling to this formula, all, almost, so it's not as I like it and the other has to change the other person has to do something different so that I feel at ease again and and the the flaw in this formula is that I'm focused on my well-being and I depend on the other person to change their behavior and this is a formula that will never work and I I think this is the first step in conflict that we need to realize. What do I want? What do I really, really want? 
and how do I think I need the other to get that? And once I go through this process, options are opening up and more options that I can now draw from thin air in our hypothetical, uh, uh, in the hypothetical example that, that I came up with. So I think what it, for me, what it boils down to is this formula. I feel an unease and you need to do something different. And as soon as I discover this pattern, this formula that, that you somehow, you are responsible for my well-being, I know that something is totally off and totally wrong. And the only place to fix it is within myself. This concludes the last and fourth part of Madhu Einsiegler's Improvisations on Growth podcast series addressing conflict. As common as is, conflict is not an easy topic to dive into and no areas of black and white surface either. If Medu's insight has prompted questions of your own, if you want to share your thoughts, suggestions, I invite you to email those to her at medu at einsiedler.at or to share on her social media. Our next topic will explore burnout. What does burnout mean? How it manifests? How to identify burnout? So please stay tuned. But until then, enjoy improvising life. Thank you.